Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his friend, Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. Something I had to follow up with you on because you were at a multifamily event in Texas last week was something that Jamie Dimon said. The reason I want to do this is you've been in New York for a long, long time, and Jamie Dimon is someone we both look up to and respect. So um, you ready? Absolutely. Hit me. I just so, told surprise. I don't know what he said. So Oh, cool. That's awesome. So <laughs> I'll give you the full story. So about two weeks ago, Jamie Dimon was in front of a financial audience basically saying, hey, when I look out in the future, I see storm clouds, right? Makes sense, right? A recession, high interest rate, the Fed's your, not your friend, the Fed puts dead, kind of makes sense. Four days later, <coughs> he's in front of a different group, and he actually said, I need to change my analogy. I have now come to realize that those are not storm clouds. It's the front end of a hurricane. The financial hurricane is coming. The economic hurricane is coming and it will hit us. Now, we don't know if it's a little category one or Superstorm Sandy or Andrew or any of the nasty ones. But to hear Jamie Dimon go from storm clouds, which was like, eh, we know how to deal with storm clouds to a hurricane and we don't know how bad it was going to be. Uh, that caught my attention, both for the stock market, for the economy, for consumers, for rentals. I mean, that was, this is Jamie Dimon, right? He's, I don't know, I call him the best banker on the planet. Uh, and it's because he doesn't care and he says what he thinks. So how does that hit you? Uh, any questions? What, well, what yeah. What is, so what did he mean? What is he basing this on? What's, what, what was the, the you know, it's a, it's a great quote, but Basically, uh, the economy is going to go. He's calling for a recession. He right earlier in the year he talked about a recession being thirty-three percent. It's now over fifty percent. Uh, he doesn't think that he sees a hard landing. Uh, he sees the consumer retreating. Uh, he sees earnings coming down in the S and P, multiple collapse. I mean, he's just like. And then he closes with, "Well, he's basically saying this is what I believe is coming." And oh, by the way, this is what J.P. Morgan is doing. We, uh, we again, kept our balance sheet loose. Again, I think it was a year ago, he said we had $900 billion in cash. And he's like, we're going to treat that and, and uh, leverage our balance sheet very uh, conservatively, right? He's basically saying this is going to be, this is going to take some time to get through. Uh, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's loading up on cash. I mean, look, we've talked a lot about people loading up on cash for a while, right? People were, smart people were loading up on cash back in 2019, before you yep. know well hell broke loose mm -hmm. with uh you know people buying stuff but um hurricane i mean it's pretty strong words i could definitely see there being some some uh, some issues on the horizon though right as you know interest rates are going up and uh it's making it hard for people to you know to afford stuff and inflation mm -hmm. is taking a big bite out of people mm -hmm. right yeah. so i think that i think that there are definitely some some rough waters ahead uh, I mean, and, but this is just inevitable. I mean, this is like what happens when you have, I mean, how many years into this? Almost 15 years? Yeah, 14, 15 years, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's just, and it, it, the longer these things go on, the worse it gets, right? Because the, because people forget that mm -hmm. a crash could happen. And you get people who literally like, as an adult, have never been through bad economic times and they think that this is going to last forever, right? Yeah, like, I mean, like you could be... Yeah, you could be in your late 30s and, uh, you know, the, the last crash you were in college and probably weren't paying attention, right? That's pretty I mean, amazing. Yeah, listen, like a recession every five or six years is actually good for everybody because right? it just Agreed. reminds them like that it's not all 
you know, unicorns and rainbows all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So, I mean, so I had an interesting discussion the other day with some of my multifamily guys who, you know, a lot of them pay mm -hmm. a lot of attention to the yeah. they should. One of the very interesting things that came up in that discussion, and this might kind of help to soften the blow a okay. little bit what Jamie Diamond was talking about. We're talking about the fact that Americans are pretty flush with cash right now mm -hmm. after all of this, um, you know, all the money that they got during the recession, all the money they didn't spend during COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Because they couldn't really go anywhere and do anything. Mm -hmm. They bought a lot of stuff on Amazon, but I mean, they weren't buying big ticket items necessarily because of supply chain issues, they couldn't get them, mm -hmm. right? So Americans are, uh, have a lot of cash right now. And this is one of the things that's driving rents. People feel like they can, they can spend a lot more money on rent because they have a lot of cash in the bank. Yeah. So how does that play out, right? Is that gonna cushion the blow? What, because people still have cash in the bank yeah. uh, to keep on spending, even if the economy softens, um, or is it, you know, is it not? Will, will people start hoarding their cash and not spending if there's a recession? I really don't know mm -hmm. how it's going to play out. Um, yeah, I want to I want to poke at that a little bit because I, I that is an area that I have been questioning openly on my daily financial news probably for six months because the math never really made sense to me. Right, one point two trillion dollars in excess cash, and you know in money markets and savings, it always felt like a skewed number to me, like the rich were pulling that up or the well-to-do, right? They were going to cash and sitting on cash. Uh, just, just in the last two weeks, so very new news that you may not have seen, uh, American savings rates are back to the 2008 low, 4.6% down from 13. Mm -hmm. uh, and credit card debt, um, or yeah, credit card debt has exploded in the last 30 days. We don't know why yet, Right? Is it is this just millennials at Gen Z yoloing the summer and going to Europe and Asia for travel because we've been cooped up for two years, or or what's going on? To me, I think I think the economy is K shaped as it usually is. It's just more pronounced today. So what do I mean by that? I think thirty percent, roughly, of the American uh, I don't know population or households, I guess, make a hundred grand a year and have generally speaking the ability to have some discretionary income, which is being tested today with inflation. But what that really means is 70% of us don't have it. And now with 8% inflation and arguably 15 to 18% for things that are important, i.e. food and energy and rent, it's crushing people. So I don't buy this. Yes, I'll tell you, I would guess that maybe 15%, maybe 10% of us have more cash than we've ever had because we're waiting for the rainy day, right? We've been here before. We know how this movie ends. But I think there's 70% of us who are struggling heading into this. They couldn't scrape together $400 for an emergency. Now inflation's at 8% for a year and likely continuing. I don't know how this plays out. I mean, we're already trading down on you know food. We're already you know eating out less. We're driving less. C consumers are making painful decisions today. And I say this as a kid who remembers his mom and dad making these same decisions in 79, 80 and 81. These are not pleasant memories. I, it's no. just, it feels yucky. So what do you think? Do you think, do you uh, really think Americans are flush or you just think, you know, the top 10% are flush? That's a really good question because rents, rents are continuing to climb a lot and the cash is coming from somewhere. Right. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about rents in the video yeah. three, because I have a this is surprise for you. This has literally been something I've been scratching my head about over the last 
couple of months. Like, where is all the money suddenly coming from for people to pay all these rent increases, right? And uh, it just, I mean, you're talking about 20% rent increases a year. I mean, yeah. I hear people talking about, you know, their rent went up 30%. Yep. Their, their uh, you know, people's rent payments are going up $500 a month. And this is on B-ish property, right? So it's not like high end, you know, luxury property, people don't even notice it, but like for a B property, they feel it, but they're paying it. Mm-hmm. Where's the money coming from, right? So yeah, I don't uh, that it's, it's coming from somewhere. So it must, so, but that being said, if, if rents are going up that fast and inflation is going up that fast, then that money's not gonna be around for a long time. Yeah. And that's, and that's my fear because a lot of us, again, a lot of Americans, frankly, a lot of citizens around the world skate really close to the edge every month, right? Discretionary income is a luxury of very few. And if you happen to be in that camp and you get a big rump, rent bump, and then I would cost, I mean, I filled up my gas tank the other day was over a hundred dollars. It's wow. crazy. Right. So, um, and then food where food is going with, you know, the bread basket of the, the world being kind of shut off. It's just, I think a lot of people are going to have to make increasingly hard, hard choices. And um, I don't, I no longer believe that stat. I mean, I understand that somebody's looking at some total cash number. I, I would, I would highly suspect that the top 10% skew that number drastically. Yeah. So we're going to talk about rent in video three, because I think that's a topic that's important to both of us. I have a surprise for you that, uh, again, is, a, is an early call that I've never made before. I've been waiting to have this discussion with you. But before we talk about that, where can people follow you? So if you would like to join my free Facebook group, it is the Multifamily Investment Community. All you need to do is just search for it on Facebook. Uh, if you would like to join my investor list, uh, you can go to just Google Two Bridges Asset Management LLC, and you will find my page. You'll find my investor form. Just fill it out, it takes about two minutes, uh, and you'll get on my investor list. Um, I only deal with accredited investors, though, so you should know that. Yep. And finally, if you would like to learn how to do this kind of stuff all on your own uh, or with help from me, you can go to multifamilylaunchpad.org slash join, and you can learn all about the programs I have. Awesome. You need to follow Jonathan. He's very conservative. He's been waiting for what is coming. See video one. I'm following him. He's a mentor of mine. He's helping me understand what, how I could think bigger, do bigger deals, possibly. I'm looking at maybe 40 or 60 units probably next year, year after he's going to help me with that. So Jonathan, thank you very much. Absolutely. You're welcome. Mm -hmm.